Hello and welcome to another episode of The Front Room. Did you notice that the logo of The Front Room podcast has changed? Yes, it has changed. And the reason why it has changed is for one year, the main focus on the podcast is going to be the section called This Is Why I'm Single. Now, the reason why I'm doing this and the reason why we're launching at this time in... What's it? Oh, yes, it's Pride Month. So the reason why we're launching in Pride Month after a little bit of a break is because one, I've been ill. Two, you may hear that I'm talking slightly funny because I actually had an accident on my bike and I had a tooth knocked out as well as being injured and my mouth being sore so I couldn't record. Three, I've got a brand new mic. And four, I was thinking about all the different sections of the podcast and what the way I want to take the podcast forward. And now that we're out and open, now that people are able to like open their legs without, well, legally open their legs again. I know some of you were not keeping your legs closed and your whole tight over COVID, but that's for you. Like, all power to you. So now that we can legally open our legs again and not only open our legs, but open our doors. I thought, you know what, let's do something different on the podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to be doing reviews and stuff anymore. Well, not anymore, just for a year. What I'm going to be doing in each of the different episodes is just talking about relationships, talking about what it's like being out on the market, talking about what it's like to be single and to be gay and single and to be gay and single in London, because it's very different to other cities I've noticed since I've been going to Berlin and going back to Manchester again. And then, yeah, just getting your feedback. I have set up a range of different guests for this particular month because it is Pride Month. And this month, we're going to focus on post-pandemic sex education because, do you know what? There was a lot of stories and ifs and buts and oohs and ahs recently about the Netflix show Heartstopper and I realised that it's very nice to see a coming out journey even if it is again between two white males because you know we'll go into that later it's very nice to see a coming out journey but when I was coming out when you were coming out Did you have sex education at school? What did that sex education look like? And in any part of that sex education, did it actually talk about subjects that were relevant to your life now as a gay male, as a lesbian woman, as a transgender person? Did it? Did it really? Because mine didn't. Like, I put online the other day, does anybody know how to demonstrate how to put on a condom? And only I got two replies. Why? Mainly because I didn't put a photo of me semi-naked and asking. Because normally when I take my top off on Instagram, I get a lot more response. But, you know, such is life. So, yeah, I just wanted to cover different things about sex education that I didn't have. So that we have a document, or I have a document. I have it documented down. And so that people whether that be cis men, whether that be 
members of the LGBTQ plus community. I have a record of it. You have a record of it. Yeah, somewhere that you can go and find it. You can listen to it on the way to work. No one needs to know your business. Like, we're out here in these streets again. Have you forgotten how to put a condom on? Because I had. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Do you know where to pick up prep? I do, because I'm a slut. See, I also found a old post which i'm going to repost back online and it was talking about the time i went to a sexual health clinic and the reasons why i went to that sexual health clinic so i'm going to post that up as well as the first episode so you can have a reader and get a backstory but yeah welcome to the front room this is why i'm single So as well as doing this podcast, um, for Pride Month, what I'm doing every single day is I'm going to be posting online um, Pride-related marketing or company versions of Pride products that they're producing for us. So I'm going to be putting on stuff that's online, available to buy this year, that is a Pride-related product that was produced for Pride specifically and has the horrible rainbow flag in some way incorporated into that product or material for you to look at. And the reason why I'm doing it is that there is so much trashy, horrible, ugly Pride product about there because this is the only time companies seem to recognise that we exist as individuals, never mind using us in their marketing material or at any other time, uh, I am yet to see a holiday brochure, a holiday advert focused on weddings that has gays in the wedding, as in a gay couple getting married, the organisation of that wedding being focused on a gay couple, you are missing out on so much money because when these bitches get their wedding down the aisle whoo whoo we all know a gay wedding is not just a wedding it's an event because one of them bitches has been an event planner for life because gays don't just get married they get married it's like something is sing and something is sang yeah gays get married so why are you not putting your money towards something like that? And at the same time, I also want to see the other equivalent. I want to see people offering gay single trips. Like, do you know how much it costs for me as a gay man to travel? It's fucking annoying. Like every time, I'm six foot four. I'm 125 kilograms at the moment. So when I get on a plane, I always have to take the option of more leg space. If I get a transfer, yeah. That's four planes, four times I've got to pay another 40 pounds, yeah, to get my black ass on a plane. And because I am gay, there is also outfits included, which means I always have to take the priority seasick and I always have to take the option with the most ability to carry objects on that fucking plane. Because why? I don't travel light. Yeah, my suitcase is full of harnesses, but I need options and I need multiple harnesses and multiple briefs for the amount of time that I'm staying because I'm single, you know? 
bitch can't be on Instagram in the same harness that you saw me in two weeks ago at some party. Uh, I need to be fresh. I need to be looking trim. Uh, There's so much pressure out there. Maybe it's just me. Maybe you feel it as well. Am I just an individual? Like, am I just a particular type of person? And yes, I am a fetish bitch. So that means that my harnesses are leather. They are rubber. They are real. And they are heavy. So they weigh more. But that's not the point. Anyway, so I've got off the point. Today's reason why I am single. Well, it's the Jubilee weekend. And over the course of this weekend, I have had a date with an ex-fuck buddy who told my mate that he actually fancies me as a prospect for a boyfriend. Which was really nice. I ain't gonna lie. He... I date white guys, I date black guys, I date everything in between. When I date a black guy, I have a lot less caveats about that black guy. When I date a white guy, there are certain um, tick boxes that you need to meet. I'm going to sound like such a bitch now, but let's just list them so everybody knows. One, you need to be tall. And don't judge me yet. There's so much more for you to judge me on. Two, you need to be buff. Three, you need to be older. Mm. I broke my own rule once and it didn't go well. So three, you need to be older. You know, the reason why you need to be older is I find that older white men when they're gay, have had a, the opportunity to expand their horizons past their own sexual preferences based just on race. So you're either no longer a fetish, they've had a black boyfriend before, they know what they do when they see you out in the street. And then, but obviously that's not everybody. Yeah. It's about, the ones that date black men have been dating black men for at least 20 years. So you're not having to teach them about your culture. And also they've either identified that they can dance to black music or they can't. So then you're not going to get embarrassed in these streets by someone trying to daggering you when they know they shouldn't be. It's a real thing. And last but no means least, I don't date broke white men. And I get a lot of trouble from my friends by saying that, but I don't. I don't date broke white men. My the white daddies that I think tend to have money, and that's because all the white men tend to have money. You've had in time to have a good job, a nice life, and establish yourself, get some savings. Like, what is the point of dating someone that has the opportunity of generational wealth if they don't actually make the most of it? And also, even if they didn't come from a family where they had money, 
they have privilege and opportunity to get that money. So they normally step into you knowing that they're either making the money, will make money, or it's just an understanding that as part of their package when they step to a black person that they need to be financially secure. And I'm all for that. I'm not calling you massa. Yeah, this is not, we're not playing race relations in the bedroom. Yeah, we're not doing any of that shit. But I will get my reparations in the form of the, if I marry a white man, he's going to have enough money for him, us to both live comfortably and for me to be able to pass down the wealth to my children and my children's children. It's the Meghan Markle of it all. Now, some of you are going to judge me for this, but like, that's just how it's always been. When I was, I've never really dated guys my own age. I've only only dated one guy that was younger, and that was a hailstorm of a relationship. Um, <laughs> we can talk about that later. Uh, so yeah, I've always dated older. So I've always been the young one that they were like, "Oh, I'll pay for this." You know, when you're, the, I was a trophy boy. I can't say that like, I wasn't like because I was. Like, at one time I dated someone that had a, uh, used to be straight and had a son who was about a year older than me at the time. When I met the son, I was just like, this is weird. I'm about to check out. But it was weird for me, not for him. He just dated black guys and I happened to be younger. And then also... One, my body was, even when I was fatter, my body was a lot more mature than what it looks for my, what it, other black guys of my age looked. So I was older. When they, you know, when they say to you that you're always putting on forced maturity to black people, I, in my case, I looked older. I looked about five, ten years older when I was fatter. I actually started looking younger now that I'm slimmer than or more muscular, or more toned, or fit, or whatever you want to call it, than I did when I was 20. So, yeah, I've always dated older. I've always dated guys that had money. I've tried dating guys that haven't got money, and then I expect, you expect to set on the way to be treated, and you don't get it, and then you're, like, blaming them, but it's not their fault. They've never had to treat someone in that way because they don't have that lifestyle. Yeah, I sound like one of those black girls from Atlanta, but at the same time, I understand where they're coming from. Like, when it's with a black guy, I don't have the same expectations, and that's because culturally what what you're landing on with them is a cultural understanding and a understanding that Black men don't have the same opportunities, even if they're older. And that's really weird because at the same time, the black men that I have dated have always been about their money as well. And always been... Maybe I just don't date broke men. Maybe I should just say that. Because really and truly, I feel for like... I I work hard for my money. Yeah. I work hard to establish my businesses. Like, it takes me a long while to take a leap of faith in my own self and then go for it. 
but the more I'm learning to do that, the more I realize that I what I'm good at and what I'm not good at and what I need help with. So I've always dated people that have knowledge and experience outside of my own area of ex- expertise. And sometimes that was making money or sometimes that was actually having money and the ability to use money in a specific way. Eh, come see, come sir. Maybe I'm just that kind of bitch that just wants to be lavished on and looked after a little bit and financially secure. Is that a wrong? Maybe that's why I'm single. But at the same time, I don't want to be dependent on my man and I want to have my own money and I want to make sure that I have my own businesses and I don't want to work for anybody else. So let's break it down, shall we? Over the course of this Jubilee weekend, whatever you want to call it, the Queen is old, we got two days off work. Cool. I'm good for that. If you're asking me if I went to any Jubilee celebrations anywhere in this goddamn planet, the answer is no, because I am from Jamaica. I am from the last, I am from Jamaica and I'm also from Barbados and Panama. Yeah? Cool. So out of those places, two out of the three told them people that we no longer want you, the Queen, as the head of our country and we want to be a republic. I stand for my people. So this weekend I have managed to sleep with the guy I was most recently in a relationship with and then afterwards while we laid in bed talk about the end of our relationship and why it broke up for the first time to the point where he actually realized that it wasn't as he liked to pretend it was and all his fault. I said that wrong. Not all his fault, all my fault. And he actually accepted some of the blame for why I bounced because I decided that the relationship was uh, not going anywhere and it was time for me to get to step in. And he actually acknowledged the things that he did to make me feel as such. Two days later, I then had a dinner date with another fuck buddy slash ex who's the white guy and who has the most beautiful body I have ever seen in my life. It's beautiful. So he knows that I'm into fetish stuff and we had dinner. So I kind of took him to a fetish shop and made him dress in a harness and a wrestling outfit just so I could get my kicks off. It was a beautiful thing. (laughs) It really was. Like I'm even smiling just thinking about it. Like I have never in my life probably had three or four guys that... Every time I look at him, I just thought, my God, you're beautiful. And he's one of them. And strangely enough, the guy from two days before is the other one. (laughs) Happy times. So apparently I don't chase people enough. And so his gripe with me is that I don't ever show that I'm really interested in him like everybody else does. 
and don't chase after him. Everybody chased after you because you're beautiful. Like I went to the toilet and went downstairs and bumped into a mate and he was like, are you with the guy over there? And I was like, yes. He's like, good for you because the brain in his arm is bigger than my penis. That is the kind of that guy that <laughs> I was sitting next to. And you know, I like muscle. So I was very happy. It makes me happy to look at him. It makes me happy to when he's happy. He's a jolly kind of person and he's got good energy at the moment. There are loads of different factors why we never got together before. And I realised recently that one of them is my own insecurity about my body. Not that I don't like my body, it's that because he is so beautiful, I sometimes get embarrassed because my body fluctuates and doesn't stay the same all the time. And then I realised that, you know what, you're a grown man, you need to get over that. So this time when he asked me out, I said yes. I then <laughs> had a couple of days at work and then I went to my hoopla on Saturday with my friends. And in this range of friends is that other guy. He's the other guy that is one of the most beautiful men I've ever met. And each of these men are completely different. And each of these men are completely my type in a different way. And each of these way are each of these men are at the top of their game, quite dominant in their workspaces, sexually open. Well, one of them isn't, but he is after we started dating. And I'm just like, wow. And it takes me a while to think, so why are you not interested in me? Like, what is it? So what do I have to offer you as a person? You as a person getting a relationship to me why do you find me so special why do you find me and worthy enough for you today and then I stopped thinking about that this time and I was just like do you know what I worked on myself in so many different ways and I know for a fact that when I get in this relationship I don't just come it makes me level up in so many different ways I'm fundamentally raised to be a husband and as soon as I get into a relationship with someone I want to care for provide nurture support their dreams in any ways that I can which is why I'm very careful about the relationships that I choose and which is why I've also find that I back away from a relationship quickly because once I've committed I can't just withdraw it takes me a long while to give up on the relationship, which is what I found out through the guy I mentioned earlier that I saw today. So in the space of this glorious two days off from work, five day weekend, I have seen every significant ex bar one for the past 
six years. Maybe that's just because I live in London. Maybe that's because some of them are reaching out to me because they want to see me over because we haven't seen each other over the pandemic and we've re-established different relationships. But today's one was a shock to me because it's the first time I've actually spoken to him since we broke up. And it's the first time I've actually... I don't know, it's not the first time I've actually spoken to him. It's the first time I've spoken to him civilly since we've broken up. Because the first time I saw him, I cussed him out like he needed. So now I looked at him and I was just like, I don't know what it was about you that ever made me love you so much. I know that came from me and I know that you didn't deserve it and I know that you weren't worthy and then halfway through the conversation I realised ah that's why because I wanted to take care for you of you I wanted you to be the your safe space I wanted you to feel like you had a home because that's what I want for myself and even though you couldn't give it to me I wanted to give it to you And then we talked for a little bit more and then I left and I went to meet my mum and now it just feels sad because whatever was between us, it will never be the friendship it was or the relationship it was because I literally realised that all kinds of emotions are not there, except for pity. I don't understand how we got to the point where I look at you and I don't remember why you make me smile. I just remember how bad you made me feel at the end and I can't trust you near me because I never want that feeling again so this is why I'm single this week because London is a town where you can bump into every single significant ex in a weekend and survive